for a Tuesday evening edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We're just going to have some fun and roll through the entirety of the 2022 season and give a way too early win-loss prediction for the Sun Devils in 2022. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out on a visual platform. But wherever you do get your podcasts, make sure that you hit on notifications so that you get updated whenever we put out a new podcast, Monday through Friday, Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me there at RichieBrads36. And you can also follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Guys, it's going to be a long offseason. We're going to be trying to find pretty much anything that we can talk about that's positive. Because for some reason, I feel like even with the the portal uh, deadline being, being coming on, for some reason, after Rodney Gross <laughs> transferred out, now I feel like 14 other guys are going to transfer too, regardless of the deadline of immediate eligibility being there. But, you know, jokes aside, there there's a lot of negative going on with the Arizona State Sun Devils uh, football program right now. And we're it feels like we're grasping at straws to try and find any kind of positives heading into a, a very long summer break before we get to see the Sun Devils kick off in Tempe against NAU. But... I'm here to try and make it as positive as I can, which is why I'm going to tell you why we're going to go 12 and 0 this year. No, no, not really. I I can try, but it's not going to happen. 11 and 1 also not going to happen. But we'll talk about that here in just one moment. What I would like to do today is just nice easy laid back episode. We're going to go through the Arizona State Sun Devils football team schedule for the 2022 season and take a very, a very, very broad outlook on what we should expect, what could go positive for us, what could go negative, just, just an overall feel. And we'll break that up into the three segments, four games at a time, 12 games. So, Let's go ahead and start with ASU's home opener kicking off against the NAU Lumberjacks. This is, this is an obvious one. So with no offense to NAU, who was able to take down U of A last year, uh, we're better than U of A. At, at least compared to the 2021 U of A Wildcats, the 2022 Arizona State Sun Devils are a far better team. We at least have NFL players, right? Especially if Jermaine Lole comes back, there is there's an NFL caliber player right there. But even if he doesn't, I mean, we still have uh, Zazavian Valaday and Corey Bethley and Merlin Robertson are guys who are proven studs. You have other really solid players as well. Uh, Emery Jones is definitely a huge get for the program and will help make sure that the Sun Devils offense doesn't completely tank in 2022. Without Jones, man, it's really hard to 
imagine a season where the Sun Devils were going at least six and six in that bull eligibility range. But with Jones, we're right back on track. I don't really see NAU as a team that could absolutely like just definitively beat us. Now I won't rule them out for the upset though, because they did take down U of A in Tempe or excuse me, Tucson. They, they went down to Tucson and they beat the U of A Wildcats and say what you want about U of A. Cause I'll say a lot when you go down to another team's home as, as a, as a division three team, and you take them down, that's big. NAU had every reason to want to celebrate beating beating their older brothers in the in the wonderful state of Arizona. Like, that's a big deal for them. They should be proud of that. If they were to somehow come down to Tempe and do the same thing, goodness gracious. I mean, at that point, they're the best football team in Arizona, and there's, there's no debating it. They'd be 2-0 against the other teams because GCU doesn't have a football team, but... No, it it just I, I I refuse to rule them out, but I also refuse to not be confident heading into this. There's no reason I shouldn't be confident right now. We are a much better team than that U of A Wildcats team was that lost to NAU. And while I'm not saying we're beating them by 40, I do think we find a way to win one way or another. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's a blowout. We're gonna win that game one way or the other. So. Good news, starting out 1-0. Bad news, dropping to 1-1 because you got to go to Stillwater to play the Oklahoma State Cowboys who were just in contention for the Big 12 title playing Baylor this past year. Now, there is going to be a lot of change as as uh, they're, 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 they're trying to figure out what to do next. I'm going to feel really silly if I'm wrong, but I believe that their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, is no longer with the program because of eligibility. But if he is, then that's even worse for Arizona State. But I do believe that he is coming back for a senior season. So there you go. Go ahead and just chalk that up as a wash then for Arizona State. I didn't like that game beforehand, and I surely don't like it knowing that Spencer Sanders is coming back for 2022. And I mean, I mean that, that is a great college quarterback playing against a depleted defense, Pac-12 defense. So, and he gets to play him at home. Oklahoma State is once again going to be competing for the Big 12 title this year. They're a very well-rounded team. They've got some really, really good guys on the defensive side of the football, but there's just not enough here on that Arizona State Sun Devils team to like. And unfortunately, it's to the point where whatever the point spread is for Oklahoma State, I would take them to cover that pretty confidently, even if it was 13 and a half. I, I don't like the idea of the Sun Devils going down to Stillwater to play these Cowboys. And unfortunately, I, I feel like you can chalk that up as an easy loss. Going back to 10P now, after starting out the year one and one you're going to go to two and one as you play Eastern Michigan. I don't know anything about Eastern Michigan. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do. What I do know is Arizona state is going to be coming off a pretty demoralizing loss to the Oklahoma state Cowboys. They're going to get dismantled. And if they don't, then I'm here for it. But when they do, 
they're going to be very upset and they're going to be looking to take it out on someone. This is where I think ASU can get back on track against another lower level competition team and they can find a way to get back to their strengths, figure out what they do best, how they do it and execute. And that's going to be running the football and rushing the passer and making life a little bit easier on the secondary. I think that they're just going to they're going they're going to be mad because there's a good chance that Oklahoma State obliterates them on national television. I mean, this is going to be broadcast throughout the country, but this this is definitely one of those situations scenarios where the team is going to be looking for revenge and unfortunately they're going to take it out on the on the small kid on the block. So, 2 and 1 for Arizona State, but then dropping again to two and two when the Utah Utes come to town to open up Pac-12 play. Guys, Utah was just in the Rose Bowl and very nearly beat Ohio State with CJ Stroud and Jackson Nigma Smith. So there's there's a there's a lot to like for this Utah Utes team and not nearly as much for this Arizona State Sun Devils team. So I don't like our odds here. If we get our butt kicked in Stillwater it's going to be handed to us on a silver platter by the Utah Utes. Even at home, I don't like this. Cameron Rising is back. They still got a lot of guys on defense. They got playmakers on offense. They're well coached. They they do everything that they need to do. This right now is the best team in the Pac-12 until further notice. ASU does not stand a chance with them. Starting out the year two and two. Not a hateful way to start. It's just unfortunately your two wins are against teams that you're supposed to beat. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and continue our slate going through the 2022 Sun Devils season. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and opening your eyes and realizing it was just 150 calories. This is what it's like to eat a birthday cake Puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise anything that they'll be there tomorrow. So you need to go and get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs yet, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. You heard me right. Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken this delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robbed it with 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and 9 grams of sugar, this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com and get those birthday cake puffs right now. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. And apologize for those technical difficulties there, but thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Make sure that you check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Uh, host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter 
is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's hop right back into this conversation. Unfortunately, this segment is not going to go as well as the previous did for the Sun Devils. Now, sitting at 2-2 two and two on a year and coming off a bad loss to Utah, projected, obviously, ASU has to go to L.A. to take on USC, who is losing Jackson Dart and Keaton Slovis and Drake London, but is reloading with Caleb Williams and uh, Braylon Addison. Now, Addison is the reigning Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner from Pittsburgh transferring over, getting a few million dollars to come play for the Trojans. Caleb Williams, the former Oklahoma quarterback, following his former Oklahoma head coach, Lincoln Riley, to the Trojans. Look, I, I'll i go on record as many times as I need to. Until, until USC finally does something, I will not willingly say that they're back in national title contending realms. This is still a good quality team. This is still a team that is going to compete for the Pac-12. This is not the best team in the Pac-12. And it's not the best team in the Pac-12 the moment Lincoln Riley stepped on that campus. Nor was it when Caleb Williams or Braylon Addison got there. This is a good team, but it's not a great team. But with that being said, this is a very good team against the Sun Devils. And this will not be a close game. ASU is going to end up leaving LA with its tail tucked behind its legs because I just, I fully anticipate that USC is going to want to prove as soon as they can that they're a team to be, to be feared, even though I personally just do not see them that way, but it doesn't matter what I think. End of the day, this is still a really, really good team, but neither here nor there. I think that this, this USC team is just so much better than what the Sun Devils have, unfortunately. I think this isn't a close game, especially on the road. ASU does come back to play Washington, but unfortunately for them, I don't really see this game going in their favor either. For whatever reason, Washington seems to be giving to be giving ASU quite a quite a hard time lately. Now, there was a point in time where it it felt like ASU kind of dominated the series. In fact, I remember my first season or uh, my first year on campus at school, it felt like it felt like they were just these doormats for us. And that was especially true considering you had you had some literal shirts on there of like uh, like fans that said like, hey, thanks for the free win and this, that and the other. But Washington is not a good football team. They're coming off a four and eight season, but this is also a team that took ASU down to the wire last year, and it took ASU pulling it right out of their you know what's in order to get the win. That being said, you would think that they could probably come down here and give them hell again. And this is going to be without Kyler Gordon and without Trent McDuffie on the defensive side of the ball. But I nonetheless am not looking forward to this team. I feel like they're going to be a pain in the rear. And that's pretty much what I'm anticipating here, unfortunately, is another loss for Arizona State. Shock it up to the team. Now starting out the year 2-5. and five. 
two and four, two and four. It's not ideal. Washington's not a great team, but they're certainly not like this bottom dweller team, in my opinion, but entirely unprofessional. And we'll be doing a lot more research throughout the summer before I do my final bull predictions. Next up, Arizona State does get to go into Northern California to take on the Stanford Cardinal. And that one, I feel confident in a win. Now, remember the Cardinal had come down to Tempe last year with quarterback Tanner McKee not throwing any interceptions right before throwing his first three of his career against the Sun Devils and watching uh, Arizona State just completely dismantle Stanford. I don't see that being a repeat, but I do see this definitely being a game that Arizona State can handle pretty well on their own. So I do like Arizona State to get back in the win column with this game. I, I'm not afraid of the fact that they're going on the road. The one thing that you have to take into account is that David Shaw is still a very quality uh, college football coach, especially in the Pac-12, but he definitely has just regressed from the greatness that he had. And that's pretty much where I got us thinking right now is this is the Stanford team you can beat. So go beat them. And riding a three-game losing streak and a team that you've proven that you can handle pretty well, I like that. So ASU getting back in the win column now, going up to a three and four record. Right before going to Boulder, continuing their road game streak to take on the Colorado Buffs is a win. This is an easy win. It just, Colorado for me is probably the worst team in the Pac 12 right now, certainly the worst team in the South. And I don't see any scenario where they can beat the Sun Devils because, again, like this is a good Sun Devils team. That is a bad Colorado team. I don't see any rebound from them. I don't see any fight. And I'll eat my words if they somehow can pull it off. But ASU getting back to that 500 mark now setting at 4-4 four and four on the season. But let's go ahead and take our final break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and hop into the final four games of the year. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball season, fights, and even NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. And again, thank you guys so much for continuing to make us your first listen. Make sure that you're making your second listen to Locked On Pac-12 Podcast with host Spencer McLaughlin, giving everything you need to know about the Pac-12 in 30 minutes or less. Free and available, just like the Locked On Sun Devils. Let's go ahead and take a look at these final four games here. This is... I don't know if this is a favorable end of the year or not. If I'm looking at it, it's not. Starting off at home, Arizona State is getting the UCLA Bruins to come down to play. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of mulled this game over. And ultimately, I went with a win. I think that right now what the Sun Devils are missing is a signature win this year. And I don't see any of the other teams being beatable. USC on the road is too much. 
Utah is too much. And uh, Washington wouldn't be a staple win. Stanford wouldn't be a staple win. And Colorado wouldn't be a staple win. But UCLA would be a staple win. And they they were able to beat UCLA in LA last year, in the Rose Bowl, in Pasadena. So I like that ASU could potentially hold on to some of that momentum heading into this game. Now, this is going to be a very different team compared to what we just had to play. Whereas UCLA is getting back Dorian Thompson-Robinson and a good, a good chunk of the rest of their team. Their run game is going to be just as strong as it was last time. I, for whatever reason, as of right now, when I look at this schedule and I say ASU needs a signature win somewhere, that's the one I go to. That feels like the signature win here. And that's the direction I'm going with here, is ASU is desperate to try and get that win. That win that gets them a little bit of no, uh, of, uh, of notoriety and people to look at them like, okay, that was a good win for ASU win. Maybe we shouldn't have slept on them that much. You should sleep because this is not a good team. But this feels like the game that ASU could pull a rabbit out of their hats with. So big, big win at home. Big, big win in the Pac-12. Potentially shakes up the Pac-12 South because UCLA is going to be in a three-legged race with USC and Utah for the Pac-12 South title. Losing a game, especially in the division, could be like a death blow to their chances. So this could be probably the most important game for ASU this year. Definitely a losable game, but certainly feels like a winnable game. Uh, Going up to Washington to play the Washington State Cougars, this is a loss. I don't like us on the road up north in the wintertime, ever. Not a fan. It's not going to work out. And Washington just destroyed you last year. And I understand this is also a team that's going through a lot of changes as well. But I feel like having the home field advantage is what's going to be the the ultimate shining gun here and the difference between the two teams. Smoking gun, not shining gun. Goodness gracious. But that's, that's the difference in these two teams for me is Washington State is going to be at home. That's the ultimate edge here for me. Uh, ASU comes back home to play Oregon State. This is a win. We can't win in Corvallis, but damn it, we can win in Tempe. And that's exactly what's going to happen, is ASU is going to be able to take a little bit of revenge against the Beavers, who, by all by all standards, they outplayed every expectation that was given to them. And good for them. But... I want to see you do it again. I want to see you do it again. I don't think this is going to happen twice to Arizona State. Because that loss was so critical to your season. And it essentially just completely deflated everything. But now you get them at home. I like Arizona State to rebound here. Finally, of course, closing out the season. Going down to play the team down south. Win. That's right. It's a win. Six straight years. I will have Arizona State defeating the U of A Wildcats. It's a win. Here's why. U of A is certainly better than they were. Night and day difference. They're upgrading a quarterback. 
Their coach is getting a lot more going his way. They had a good recruiting class. I still don't think they're ready. And I will absolutely eat those words because it would not shock me one bit if U of A was better than us this year, unfortunately. But with that being said, when it comes to rivalry games, throw the records out. ASU could be trotting into this game 0-11, and I would still like their chances to go down to Tucson and pull out a win to be 1-11 because these teams hate each other. This is the best rivalry in college football. You cannot convince me otherwise. It is the oldest rivalry in college football. It's the most historic rivalry in terms of actually having a trophy that goes with it. Yeah, there's a lot that rides on this. And quite frankly, if you're going into this game six and five, which is where I have them heading into this game, Herm Edwards knows if he loses this game, that could very well be the end of his coaching career with the Sun Devils. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't I don't see Herm going out a loser to U of A to end his stint with Arizona State, if this is his last year regardless. I don't see that happening. I think that Herm realizes how important this game is going to be for a variety of reasons. But more importantly for his career, 6-5 and five is not going to get it done. He needs to leave Tucson 7-5 and five with that bowl game and potentially go 8-5 and five if they win that bowl game. That keeps his job. This is a job security game. This is also a rivalry game. It's not just Herm. The players hate U of A. The fans hate U of A. Win this game. I think I think that's that's more than enough reason to confidently take them there. Now, with that being said, that does ultimately bring a ASU to a seven and five record. With a 5-5 and Pac-12 record, I feel like this would place them right in the middle of everything that's going on in the Pac-12. I f- like you'll you'll be behind you'll be behind f- three teams in the South for sure. With uh, with UCLA, uh, USC, and Utah, you'll be behind Oregon. You'll be behind. Who else? I'll say you're behind Washington State. I'll say that might be it, actually, because the North isn't that much better. I feel like you're right in that range of like that sixth to seventh best team in the Pac-12. So I feel like this is pretty realistic, at least from a very, very, very broad point of view. So without going into too much more detail and really breaking it down like I plan to do this summer. As of right now, I got the Sun Devils 7-5. And, and we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. But make sure wherever you get those podcasts that you turn on notifications so that you never miss a new episode that we drop Monday through Friday, Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. But until next time, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Levels.